0: Today's episode is sponsored by the Read Harder Journal. Created by Book Riot, this smartly designed reading log consists of entry pages to record stats, impressions, and reviews of each book you read. Evenly interspersed among these entry pages are 12 challenges inspired by Book Riot's annual Read Harder Initiative, which began in 2015 to encourage readers to pick up passed over books, try out new genres, and to choose titles from a wider range of voices and perspectives. Indulge your inner book nerd and read a book about books. Get a new perspective on current events by reading a book written by an immigrant. Find a hidden gem by reading a book published by an independent press, and so much more. Each challenge includes an inspiring quotation, an explanation of why the challenge will prove to be rewarding, and five book recommendations that fulfill the challenge. Go to bookriot.com slash readharderjournal to get yours today. You're listening to All the Books a weekly show of recommendations and enthusiasm regarding the week's new book releases. This is episode 192, and today we are talking about books being released on January 22nd, 2019, and more. I'm Liberty Hardy, here with Maria Cristina Garcia-Lynch, and we're coming to you from BookRiot.com. Hello! Hello! Welcome to All the Books 2019.
1: Yes, this is my first one of the year! so Very exciting. It is exciting, and I get to ask Liberty, how are the kitties? Oh,
0: my goodness. They're so cute. <laughs> I am so very, very tired. <laughs> but, like, in the best way. But, you know, it's it's amazing. And I'm sure, like, if people have children or you have, you know, more than one pet, uh, I didn't really take into account that if one gets loose and runs <laughs> in one room, you can't keep an eye on both of them at the same time if you're the only <laughs> person there. And it's, you have to decide, like... Which is the worst scenario that's about to take place? You know, like, should I let this kitten continue to do this, or should I, like, go find the other
1: kitten? You know, it's...
0: They're just hilarious. They're so much fun.
1: Ah, oh, my cats are old and boring. Oh. No! No, that's terrible. No.
0: No. It, it, like, kitten, kittens are cute for a reason, like most things in nature, to make you forget, like how awful they be, you know.
1: <laughs> they need something in their favor, and it's the oh, adorableness. Goodness.
0: Yeah, because they're so cute, but, like, they're so, like, crazy all the time, just, like, meowing, because I keep them in a crate at night, because we have an older cat, we don't want anything to happen to them. They're still too small. Yeah. And she's not. she's not super happy about them. <laughs> um, So they yell all the time. One of them did something so bad in the litter box the other day, I thought I was going to have to move. It's just, I've been like, oh my goodness, I forgot what it was like to have kittens. And all these people on the internet are like, you're making me want to get kittens again. I'm like, don't do it. Don't. <laughs> Come
1: babysit mine for a while.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's good, though.
1: I like them. And they're still letting you get some reading done, right? <laughs> no. It's
0: so hard. I'm so tired. <laughs> Oh, I feel like that guy in Scott Pilgrim. I am so very, very <laughs> Um, So, let's talk about books. Uh, my first pick is called Golden State. It's by Ben Winters, and I loved it. He wrote The Last Policeman trilogy, which is a super amazing, underrated trilogy, in my opinion. Although, it did win, I think the first book won the Edgar, but still, I think more people should read it. It's like this crazy, end-of-the-world detective novel uh, trilogy, not just a novel. There's three of them. That's what trilogy means. (laughs) Did I tell you I was tired? So, uh, this one is set in a future America. California is no more. It has been turned into something that is called the golden state. It's sort of this, uh, constant surveillance state, more like a police state, um, but where things are supposed to be better, but truth is valued above all. And lying is the worst offense that you can commit. Like, it's the worst thing that happens to you. You will go to jail for a very long time if you lie. And now you're thinking, like, well, people lie all the time. And, like, what do you, how do you know? Because there are people who have the ability to sense when you are telling a lie. Oh, that's They're not like, fair. Right? They're like human lying cats. And the <laughs> the narrator of this book is named Laszlo, and or the main character, the narrator, main character, his name is Laszlo, and he is an officer with the Speculative Service, and this is what they do: they have these special abilities to sense when people are lying. And so, like to for example, at the beginning of the book, he's sitting in a diner, and all of a sudden, like he, his spidey senses are tingling, like he knows that somebody there is telling a lie to someone else, and he can like sniff them out like a bloodhound. So. That's fun for people, but also forces them to be honest. Um, So he works for this uh, speculative service department. Um, But the question really is, who watches the Watchmen? Who is taking care of, who is checking up on the people who are running this surveillance state and making all the rules? And Laszlo kind of stumbles into something that shows him the people who are in charge are not as honest and not as straightforward as they seem. And he has to decide like who he can trust and stop this terribleness that's going on. Um, I don't want to give too much away, but it's just amazing. I really loved his world building, I really loved his imagination. He's really fun. It's Golden State and it's by Ben Winters.
1: All oh, right, um, and that was a really nice saga reference there. Thank you for anyone who's wondering what Lion Cat is all about. You should read that and find out. <laughs> okay. My first pick is The Heartbeat of Wounded Knee, Native America from 1890 to the Present by David Truer. And this is a nonfiction book that took me forever to read. In general, nonfiction takes me longer than fiction because I'm always stopping to be like, hey, did you know to whoever happens to be near me? Or I'm I'm looking up stuff and falling in other rabbit holes. Um, So this one took me a long time, just like most nonfiction does. But also, it is a hefty tome. So just warning you to set aside some time for this one, because it it is long. Um, Don't be too intimidated, though, because a lot of it is back matter. It's excellently researched. And and as the title says, it is about Native America from 1890 to the present. Uh, And this book is written by someone who is from that background. It is an own voices history of Native Americans, which is fantastic because as the author points out in the book, there are so many misconceptions about the history of Native Americans, and one of the biggest one one of the biggest ones is that they are history and they aren't still leading vibrant lives today. Um, So it takes you from all of these things that were happening. Actually, it, it starts before 1890 and talks about the different migrations of prehistoric Native Americans. And then it talks about the Europeans landing here and the Western exploration that really was disastrous for them. And then it goes on into the future from there about how legally there were lots of ways that the Native Americans got totally screwed over. It wasn't all just they... They died of smallpox and were massacred, and that was it there were There were a lot of legal shenanigans that happened throughout the twentieth century so so that gets a little dry at times if you don 't have a law background, just trying to understand the ways in which these these strings were being pulled um, and the The book goes all the way up until right now today, where the author follows some present-day Native Americans as they go about their business as educators, as activists, as people who are still hunting and gathering and trying to to live off the land in in a way that is so similar to how their ancestors once did. And the best summary for this book comes towards the end where the author says that, quote, This book is meant to tell the story of Indian lives and Indian histories in such a way as to render those histories and those lives as something much more, much greater and grander than a catalog of pain. I have tried to catch us not in the act of dying, but rather in the radical act of living. End quote. And... I think everybody should read this because you're definitely going to learn something. And there are some people out there today who really, really need to learn something about Native Americans. So that is The Heartbeat of Wounded Knee by David Truer.
0: It's timely. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And that's all we'll say about that.
0: Yeah. Now, would you please say something about our first sponsor?
1: Ooh, ooh, yes, yes, I'd love to, because this is The Wicked King by Holly Black. This is a sequel, and after the shocking revelations and betrayals in the first book, The Cruel Prince, Jude continues to navigate the fairy world as a mortal. Unable to trust her family and dangerously drawn to the cruel prince of Elphame, Cardin. Jude will do anything to hold on to the power she's fought for and we're not going to tell you any more than that because if you haven't read the cruel prince yet it'll spoil some stuff for you and we don't want that to happen because the cruel prince is a great read you should go check that out and then get on the wicked king i love these
0: books yeah
1: yeah i've heard a rumor that there won't be galleys of the
0: third one which makes me sad but also i understand because spoilers yeah she doesn't want the end like the she just wanted to get out there. Holly Black is always amazing, so it leads me to believe that she's got something even more exciting planned because yeah. she doesn't want it to get out there. So. Yes,
1: so so you uh. definitely want to get on this series before that last one comes out. Yes, it's the Wicked King by Holly Black, and we thank them for sponsoring. I just okay. wrap that up for you, just you know. Well, thank you. That was so kind. Yeah. Now, no, can I... you do me a kindness and tell me what? your next pick is because that's what I really want to hear from you
0: it's The Cold is in Her Bones by Peter Nell Van Arzendale which is basically the story of my life right now there's no heat <laughs> in my office, I'm freezing um, but I, I love this book, she wrote uh, The Beast is an Animal, I was a huge fan of that book, a dark fairy tale that came out a couple of years ago, this is also a dark sort of fairy tale-ish book it's a loose retelling of Medusa and it's about a young girl named Mila. And she is living on her family's farm. Um, she has one friend in the whole world, her brother Nicholas. And she's kept up, she's kept uh, locked up in her in her family's home. She's not allowed to go to the village. She's not allowed to do anything. She doesn't know why that is. She's miserable. And then one day, her brother gets a bride. Well, almost a bride. They bring a young woman to the house because they want uh, this woman to marry her brother. Her name is Iris, and Mila is completely enamored with this woman. She's the sister that she's always wanted. She's just so wonderful. She becomes really attached to her, cares for her very quickly. And unfortunately, like sometimes it happens, Iris is possessed by a demon. Oh, you yeah. Know, you know, as you those, are. As you are. Um, and it's so sad, and Mila is. So disappointed. Uh, (laughs) Disappointed. That's mildly putting it. Um, But it turns out that there is a curse that has been placed on their village. And young women become possessed by demons. And so there is actually a place where they keep all these girls. And so sadly they have to take Iris there because, you know, demon possession. Uh, So they whisk her away to this place to live with the other demon girls. Uh, And Mila is just heartbroken. She's crushed. So she breaks out of her house to go rescue her because she's had enough. She's like, I'm tired of being here. She's my friend. You know, she's like, I'm going to go get her. So she, she goes to rescue her. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, but I just find the writing to be so captivating. Uh, it's like, just like with Beast as an Animal, her storytelling is fantastic. Um, and she also gives you a message without like really beating you over the head with it. You know, it's a story about women's anger, and it's a story about society's beauty standards and, you know, young women who don't conform and taking charge of their own lives. It's just fantastic. So again, that is The Cold is in Her Bones, and it's by Peter Nell Van Arsdale. I think it's said Arsendale at the beginning. I don't know what I'm saying. It's Peter Nell Van <laughs> Arsdale.
1: And, yeah, great stuff. Awesome. Okay, um I am going to tell you about a book that came out on January 8th and this is The Red Address Book by Sophia Lundberg. So, so this book is is basically a a work of historical fiction because the protagonist is Doris who at 96 is is having some health issues and as she is bedridden, she goes through this red address book where she has written down the names of all of the people that she has encountered in her life who have meant something to her. And she is inspired to write down these memories for her great niece or grandniece. I'm not sure how these things work. Um, yes, she is the great aunt to her grandniece. Um, and you you get to see what it was like for her to be a young housemaid in Sweden. And then later she was a model in department stores and, and for fashion shoots in Paris as a young woman. And then she makes it to New York before the, the outbreak of world war two. She winds up back in, in Europe after that. And, um, I should mention a content warning. There is a a description of some sexual violence and and if you you need to stay away from that, do, but in general this book is super super heartwarming. Um there are some things that are just too tidy with the resolutions here, but it's just so adorable And sweet that I don't give a hoot. And it was really pleasant to spend an afternoon with this book. Also, you get a lot from the 96-year-old Doris's perspective. It's not all about her recollections of being a young person. There's a lot there that, and I can't really speak from experience, but it seems to be a really genuine portrayal of a woman who is in her 90s and we don't often get to hear from protagonists that age and there are lots of people out there who read this book and want to call up their grandmothers and other elders to talk to them about what they remember um but you should probably also call them up and talk to them about the things that they're feeling right now because those were some of the most interesting passages in the book, and this is the Red Address book by Sophia Lundberg. All right. Um,
0: I hate that I have a book that I have not finished, and not only that, but like two in a row. But uh, through some weirdness that's going on here in Maine, we were supposed to record on Thursday, and my internet went out um and due to very long explanations that i'm not going to go into um i was reading a book for that show and i got to the end and i hated the ending
1: hated oh it.
0: i hate that so i was like okay well i need to read a new book but that's okay because i have time because we're going to record on sunday now so i was reading the new book and i got to the middle and the character just does something like unforgivable and just awful. And I was like, really? Come on. <laughs> I was like, I was halfway through and so close. No. It was not it wasn't I'm not endorsing that. So now I am about a third of the way into this next pick, but it's great fun and I have heard really great things about it, so I'm going to tell you about it. And then if it goes horribly wrong, I promise I'll mention that next time. <laughs> it's Unmarriageable by oh, yes. Sonia Kamal. It's Pride and Prejudice set in Pakistan. We were just talking about uh, Jane Austen retellings uh, recently. Um, I have never read any Jane Austen except for Emma, so that's my disclaimer. So, like, I know the story of Pride and Prejudice because I've heard people talk about it so many times.
1: Yeah, and you can't really be a person and not know the story yeah. by now. But, like, when I
0: read things, that are like, that's, you know, that's Jane. I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea. Um I just know that it's really fun. Now, the main character is named uh, either Alice or Elise. I looked up her name on the internet. It's A-L-Y-S, and no one can agree how it is pronounced. So, uh, forgive me, I'm going to go with Alice, but it might be Elise. Uh, she is the second of five daughters. She is a teacher, and she teaches her students Jane Austen because she thinks they should they should experience her novels um, because she knows that many of the girls... In her classes, will drop out before graduation to marry and have children, um, and so she wants to give them something wonderful to think about and just explore the world and with, you know with books. And her family has sort of been destroyed by a rumor, uh, so they're not really high up in the social circles anymore. But then they get an invitation to the biggest wedding in town. There's like a wedding that's that hasn't been seen like this for years, uh, and she goes. Alice goes with her older sister Jenna. And she, Jenna falls for the most eligible eligible bachelor in town. He has a best friend. His name is Valentine Darcy. But D-A-R-S-E. I love it. I absolutely love it. <laughs> um, he's an arrogant jerk, and Alice hates him. Uh, but as the days of partying go on, uh, she starts to change her mind about him. And then if you know Pride and Prejudice, you know how the story goes. Um, but it's really wonderful. The writing is fantastic. I love all the culture and customs of Pakistan that are included in the story. Um, I love a retelling also that references the source material, you know, where she's like, she's teaching Pride and Prejudice, you know, to her students. And also it's kind of that story.
1: Yeah, where it's not necessarily a world in which the source material doesn't exist. Exactly. Yeah, I like that. Um, except in Scrooged. That's a really bad movie.
0: I watched <laughs> that again at Christmas,
1: and I was like, why do I watch this every few years? It's not a good movie. Yeah, yeah. If you um, want, if you want Scrooge material, you gotta stick with the Muppets.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's where I go wrong every few years. I'm like, <laughs> oh, right, Bill Murray, he's funny. Let's, but nope, no, I just watched it again at Christmas. I was like, Nope. Anyway, I digress, like always. (laughs) So this novel is charming, and like I said, I promise if it goes off the rails, I'll let you know, but I've heard nothing but great things. It's Unmarriageable by Sonia Kamal. And, okay, no segue for this whatsoever. So let me tell you about our next sponsor. Support for today's show comes from Third Love. With tagless labels, ultra soft fabric, signature half cup sizing, and straps that won't slip, Third Love is hands down the most comfortable bra you'll own. Just answer a few simple questions via their Fit Finder quiz to find your perfect fit in less than a minute. It also helps you identify your breast size and shape and find styles that fit your body. And because 3rd Love takes its customer input seriously, they recently launched their most requested style, cotton t-shirt bras and cotton underwear. The result is a line of incredibly soft, smooth, and breathable bras and underwear you'll want to wear every day. But if you don't love your bra, returns and exchanges are free and easy. I just got a new 3rd Love bra. It made me so happy. I just wanted to cry when I opened it. Just like, yes! I love getting third love bras. You know, that's all that I wear now. And they're so comfortable. And I've been, like, not sleeping because there's just too much going on at my house. And uh, it's really great. They're just amazing i've I've fallen asleep sitting up a couple times and i've woken up not realizing like i even still have one on yeah
1: Um, usually it's terrible when you accidentally like fall asleep wearing a bra and then you wake up and you're just like ah it's digging into my body yeah i don't even know which Mm -hmm. is really it's really helpful you know to have something that
0: you know handles my puppies while i'm wrestling kittens so (laughs) it's really good um i just i love them yeah they're just so comfortable so, Third Love knows that there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now, they are offering listeners 15% off their first order. You go to thirdlove.com/books to find your perfect fitting bra and you get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com/books for 15% off today. And we thank them for sponsoring
1: you all right i've got the next pick but like i'm gonna need a minute after Uh, after your endorsement
0: there that's gonna be my like on my tombstone it's gonna be like quick for the boob joke not like you know super reader quick boob joke
1: (laughs) okay well um i i feel like i'm i'm sniping you just a little bit with my next pick because you wanted to pick it the week it was published but it was sponsoring all the books that week and you couldn't but it is not sponsoring this week so i get to tell you all that i loved as long as we both shall live by joanne cheney and this book came out january 15th last week and and oh my gosh it was banana pants um so so yeah, I I can I can only tell you a little bit about this because there are many twists and turns, but it starts out with this this guy who comes running down this hiking trail saying that his wife has fallen over a cliff and he thinks that she's dead and it turns out that he had been married about 20 years earlier, and that marriage ended when his wife turned up dead. Um, so, right away, this guy is under suspicion. And the way that it's written, Right at the beginning, I thought, okay, cool, this is going to be one of those Columbo-type mysteries where you know everything. It's just a matter of how this is all going to come to light and and how justice will end up being served. That's, that's cool. I, I, I like those types of stories, and pretty soon you realize that it is not that, and then you think, okay, this is what it is. And then you realize, oh, wait, it is not that either. So uh, this book really takes you for a ride. And I loved every minute of it. Um, this is also great because the the investigators on this case are really fun characters to spend some time with, too. Um, so if you are looking for something suspenseful that is going to keep surprising you in really awesome ways. You should pick up um what was this? As long as we both shall live by Joanne Cheney. And this I didn't read her her first book. So now I need to go back and do that yes. because oh this, was, this was so
0: good. Oh, I love the other one too. She's twisted. I want to hang out with her. <laughs> Speaking of people I would love to hang out with, my last pick is Dreyer's English, an utterly correct guide to clarity and style by Benjamin Dreyer. He is a copy editor for Random House. He is like the, one of the most famous copy editors in publishing. Um, the, all the big names get sent to him. And if you don't know what a copy editor is, they basically like, after the writer's done looking at it, after the editor's done looking at it, they hand it over to the copy editor to really make sure that everything is clean and tight and concise and he's so amazing. If you don't follow him on Twitter, I highly recommend it. He is so funny and sharp. He makes great jokes like correcting people's punctuation, you know, not just not just people that follow him, but like uh, famous people. And <laughs> I have been eagerly anticipating this book forever and I was so happy to get it. And so it's just it's a style guide basically. It's like punctua- punctuation and grammar um, but it, he's so funny and dry and clever. He makes these jokes while he's talking about, you know, using commas in certain places. And, you know, he gives hilarious examples. Um, well, I wouldn't say, like, normally you would sit down and read a grammar guide. Like Oh, I if, do.
1: <laughs> well. <laughs> like, I have since I was a, a kid in middle school who read style guides at lunch when I was eating by pizza, so this is double for you then.
0: Because it's just like sitting down and reading almost like a novel. Like he's just, it's like so funny. Um, he makes more jokes in the footnotes. There are a lot of oh, footnotes. I love footnotes. Yeah, this is an epic nerd per. I mean, it's just so <laughs> delightful. Um, and he, and he argues, not argues, but like he mentions at the beginning, he's like, this is not called like the only style guide you will ever need because he's like... It's not the only style guide you will ever need. Like, no two guides agree on certain things, you know, and no one person is correct about the way to do things. Um, but if you like to read about grammar, if you like to laugh, if you need a refresher, um, if you're like me, you're an autodidact that gives yourself Fs all the time, um, it's just so great. So again, it is called Dryer's English, An Utterly Correct Guide to Clarity and Style by Benjamin Dreyer. I'm pretty sure when I announced it the first time I said clarity, so like, that's, <laughs> that's good.
1: Is that uh, ironic. <laughs> I didn't I didn't manage to get my hands on an advanced review copy of this book, but I was just like, whatever, it's totally something I'm gonna buy anyway. So <laughs> Okay, and I'm gonna take this podcast home with my last pick, The Field Guide to the North American Teenager by Ben Philippe. And this is this is an excellent, this is just an excellent young adult book that, oh, I was, um, okay, well, first of all, let me tell you just a little bit about this. Um, it's about this high school junior named Norris whose mom got transferred or she, she found a job in Austin, Texas so he moves there with her which is a huge culture shock for him because he is a french canadian black kid and he just has regular teenage problems on top of being the new kid and trying to to find his place among these these people who are very different from he is and you know, in high school being different is just the worst. Um, and the thing that I, I super appreciated about this, this book was the, the voice of, of Norris, uh, and his, his teenage colleagues here. I was reading another book, um, like over winter break and, uh, my someone asked me, you know, like, oh, how's how's the, how is the book you're reading? And I said, you know what? I just I can't tell. It's it's about these these teenagers, and I can't tell if if I just hate teenagers or I hate these teenagers or I don't like the way these teenagers are written. Um, and this book really reminded me that I don't really hate teenagers. I don't love them either. But um, a really, a really well-written teenager isn't necessarily that annoying to spend time with, even if they are very flawed. And and Norris, for for as much fun as he is, he is very flawed. And I love whenever the adults in his life and even some of his classmates, like, call him on his crap. Like, that is... That is fantastic to see, but also I love the way that he absorbs that and processes it and and checks himself so that he can be a better human being and a better friend. Um, So this is The the Field Guide to the North American Teenager by Ben Philippe. So
0: those are our new books for today. We made it. (laughs) What are you going to read next?
1: Um, Well, I did not get to Kate Atkinson's transcription last year, so I am a couple chapters into it now, and I'm going to go finish it as soon as I hang up on you. Awesome. What about you? So, I
0: don't like to read previews of books. I, I thought I the sentence we...
1: was just going to end with, I don't like to read, and I was going to be all like, okay, who snatched <laughs> your body, Liberty? <laughs> the kittens. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually the kitten speaking.
0: Um, no, so, you know, like, if you get, if you re- especially when you read a series or you read a very prolific author, they'll be like, here's an excerpt from their next book in the back. Yeah, I yeah. never read those. I want to read everything or nothing. Uh, I've always been that way, and I know that not everyone feels that way, obviously. Um, so the other day, I opened a Box and it was Stay Sexy and Don't Get Murdered, The Definitive How To Guide by Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark, who are the hosts of my favorite murder podcast.
1: And I was like, Words to live by.
0: Oh, it's just a preview. Uh. (laughs) But I'm going to break my rule for them because they are fantastic. Their show is amazing. They're so great. So I'm going to read this preview and then eagerly await the rest of the book, which comes out, I think, in May. Um, And if you haven't heard the show, and if you like murder in the, you know, abstract (laughs) sense, um, then you should check it out. It's my favorite murder. Uh, So, I think because someone was like, why would they only send part of a book? I think it's because Murderinos, which is what their fans are called, most of them pre-ordered this the day it was announced. So they know that, you know, people are buying it and people are interested. So, I'm going to read this little teaser, and it's going to be great. So that is it for today. Thank you to our sponsors, The Wicked King by Holly Black. Uh, you can go to thirdlove.com slash books for 15% off your first order today. And go to bookriot.com slash harder journal to pick yours up. You can drop us a line at all the books at bookriot.com. Uh, if you have any tips on how to sleep, I would love to hear them. <laughs> you can find us online on Twitter. I am Miss Liberty. Maria Christina is Meowie Christina, that's M-E-O-W-Y-C-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, and if you would like to give us a treat, you can go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating or review. It helps other book lovers to find us. And as much as we would love to tell you about more books out today, we just don't have the time, but you can read about more titles out now in the show notes at bookriot.com slash all the books, as well as find a link to our weekly new books newsletter. And in the meantime, happy happy reading!